Royce O'Neill is going to join us now. Hello, Royce. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? I sure can. Royce, that was a heck of an entertaining night. What was it like to play in it? Uh, I mean, it was good. Uh, you know, it was fun. First game back at the break. We knew it was going to be tough. We had to bring a lot of energy. And I think, you know, down the stretch, we made a couple plays that, you know, sealed the game. And, you know, uh, Donovan, you know, Boyan hit big shots. Rudy, you know, being that three-time defensive player, you know, that's what Everybody just coming off the bench contributing and, you know, making everybody, you know, making the game fun. You had the bulk of the work on Luka tonight. Your game plan, no threes, no free throws. You really did it about as well as you could. Take me through the game plan, what you guys were able to do so well against him. Uh, just make things tough for him, you know, take away stuff he likes doing. Uh, you know, it's a team effort, you know, I mean, he's a good player. Uh, I mean, I think our defensive scheme that we had, you know, is big time. Good job, Roy. Yes, sir. Good job, Eric. Way to hoop. The other night at the end of the game, we saw LeBron James make some shots over Rudy. What do you see out of Rudy dealing with Luka tonight? I mean, Rudy, you know, he's three-time three defensive player for a reason. I mean, you know, he came up big for us. I think, you know, he started to trust us, and we trust him, you know, especially in these moments. You know, we all got to trust each other, and that's what we did. And, and you know, he stepped up. You know, we, we, we talked about it, and he did what he did. What do you want to see out of this team in the final 23 games before the playoffs start? Uh, I mean, we want to be playing our best, you know, towards the end, uh, just competing hard, and, you know, learn from every game and keep building. All right, well, I hope you got as much sun as Boyan got. You got a nice relaxing break. Uh, I mean, How I was I, your break anyway? Uh, it was good, you know, relaxing. You know, I think I got a couple shades darker, but, you know. Where'd you go? Uh, Mexico. All right, I love it. Hope you had a good time. You deserve it. You've been busting your butt. Nice hey, job tonight. Appreciate you. Royce O'Neal with us. As the Jazz win it 114-109 and really a fabulous game plan on Luka Doncic. And it's interesting, I want to go back before we join Tim and Jake, and Tim and Jake can join us, but I want to go back to Mike Wells at halftime. I thought this was interesting. In the first half of this game, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dwight Powell, and Davis Bertans are killing the Jazz. And here's what Mike Wells said at halftime about what the Jazz had to do. It was still all about Luka Doncic. Well, I think, you know, the meat of the game uh, defensively is still Luka number one in pick and rolls. And that is us being up on a, and having a presence on the ball. And then really the level of the big in that pick and roll because he's such a, you know, he's got such size that he gets in the pocket. And then we've got to have great communication between the, the defender on the ball and the the big defender, you know, and then the second part of that is going to be Luca in the post. You know, I mean, this is the meat of the game. This is what the game is all about. Him in the post, you know, and us being probably more physical on the post. He's sort of been able to get what he wants and then get deep into the paint and get those threes. And we really probably need him to take contested twos and not be such a passer, right? We can't, we got to defend him without fouling, but, you know, and then that doesn't allow uh, Bertans to get loose for 12 or so, right? So it's interesting to me that tells you a little bit about, like, we know we believe in our game plan as a coaching staff. Okay, fine, they did that. We're still sticking with Luka, and they did a heck of a job yeah, you, you stick with what your, your game plan, as you just mentioned, and, and it did work because second half, uh, Powell did not score in the fourth quarter. Dinwiddie was the only one off the bench, anyway, that ended up, you know, getting a couple of points. But then you're looking at, Bertant, who had an excellent first quarter, first half anyway, with four threes, he only got one. And Luca, even though he had 23 points, 23 or 24 points, 
he still feel like he controls the basketball game. But the Jazz did a great job. On, in eight for 23rd, four, four from the field. I take that any day defending him. It's too early to make too big a comments, but I do think that what we saw tonight for the Jazz is the one reason why the Mavericks may have a playoff issue. It's actually the same reason why the Nuggets might have a playoff uh, issue if they don't get Jamal Murray back. When you're only coming at a team from one direction the whole time, so the Dallas Mavericks are only coming at you from Luka, 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 Luka. Correct. And frankly, the Nuggets right now are only coming from Jokic, 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 unless they get Murray back. Though That's a problem when you get to the playoffs, when you don't have multiple ways to come and get after someone. Great it's point. a problem. Great point. Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us now. Tim, that was about as good a regular season game as we can get to start off the, sec- the post-All-Star break. For sure, uh, and I felt like the, the the guys knew how important that game was. Uh, really competed. Jake and I were commenting the fourth quarters. Really competed. Hustled for loose balls. You know, Rudy Gobert. We saw every, about every piece of his defensive, you know, toolkit. And I, I thought they just, you know, moved the ball. Even down to when Royce got the ball and didn't hesitate and took a, a wide open three that really gave the Jazz a shot in the arm. I, I thought. All the way around, it was a it was a hard played game, and I thought the Jazz tried to maintain their focus throughout, you know, on the game plan. So, Tim, I don't know if you can go back here. This is where I just would, you know, frankly, it'd be great to be on the with the coaches tomorrow and ask them about it, and maybe we'll get a chance. Um, there's a moment in the game where Rudy Gobert is going back, and Ron will remember this as well. Rudy Gobert is going back, and they and Rudy hugs the Powell. And Doncic scores. And they look really, really befuddled. It's early in the third quarter. They all, the next time out, four of them get together and they all talk. And I'd love to know what changed from that moment on because that didn't happen again. But they they did seem about as flustered at that moment early in that third quarter as we've, you know, like, what do we do with this guy? What are we supposed to do? And and does anyone in this group know what changed or what altered at that point? You know, I didn't get a great feel for it. I know they were doing different things with him throughout the game, you know, trying to avoid that switch, um, you know, really hugging him, you know, and and ended up kind of picking themselves off. I think that's what happened on the play you're talking about. Um, but the key to it is they kept, they kept adjusting. When you've got game plan with playing somebody a little different than you typically do, there's going to be some of those moments. But Overall, I, I thought, you know, just they made him earn everything and did a good job of not fouling him. Let's let's go back and, and think about this a, a minute, Lacombe, because I, you get the impression that in that first half, and the reason that Powell was able to get so many points, 20, 22 points in three quarters, is that they were putting Conley in the pick and roll. Um, and I don't know if the switch just wasn't there or the help on the backside just wasn't there. But that created some problems and, and gave Luca a chance to get Powell at the rim. I mean, he had a lot of dunks there in that, in that first half, and they kind of took that. The Jazz kind of took that away. Uh, I, and make David's point. There was one time, and I think David, we saw Donovan and and uh, Rudy. I don't know if they were upset with each other. But talking out in your mid court, right? It, yeah, it wasn't on the same page there as far as what am I supposed to switch on that play or because. Did someone just drive in and get a layup? Or Donovan didn't step over? And it was the Dodgers got in the lane and hit a little floater, and Rudy had hugged a Powell. Yeah. And they all kind of didn't have. And it was also in the period of part of the game where the Mavericks came out to open the third quarter running 
Doncic onto a switch with Conley on like every play. Ironically enough, the Jazz then countered running Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell pick and rolls to get Doncic switched yeah. on every play. I mean, there were a lot of aspects to this one. Um, before we wrap it up, I, I want to actually give a shout out uh, tonight to uh, Vince Lagarza, Jazz assistant coach, because we are fortunate enough to meet with a coach before the game. His pregame tonight was as good as Absolutely. we've had in any night all season long, and it made our broadcast a million times better for our fans. And the whole job we have here every night is to bring a game to you and a storyline to you so that you can understand what took place and why it took place. And tonight, he gave us such a terrific pregame that we were able to do that better. And I just wanted to give him a shout-out. Thanks to the Jazz PR staff who sets that up for us. It's it's greatly appreciated. That was really tremendous. Yeah, and let me add to that because in the past, we we – were able to watch practice and get a feel for what they were trying to do, what they didn't want to do, that type of thing. And that was our way of bringing um, the game plan, you know, to our listeners. Now we have to be able to talk to coaches, um, and that helps tremendously. Yeah. Vince so, has been awfully good. Yeah, that was really great. So I just want to give credit to that, and thank you very much to Vince for that. And credit to you, David. I thought your line of the night was comparing uh, Boyan's tan to the color of the basketball. That made me laugh. You mean he left us as white as Utah snow and came back the color of the basketball? <laughs> I did. I, I enjoyed that. I'm Good. guessing Cozumel. Fine work. I don't know where it was. But there was a somewhere, lot of sun. Somewhere sunny. Somewhere near the equator. <laughs> I don't know whether or not Boyan understands SPF in English yet. I'm not, he probably will that's after that's this trip. Clear. I don't think it works. <laughs> I think he understands it. It's it just not doesn't clear work. that SPF is in his vocabulary. I thought it was a uh, good line. Good on you guys. Hey, great call tonight. By the way, very subtle little thing that I don't think any of us were too worried about, but Minnesota loses tonight. Jazz win. I think that stretches our uh, lead above the play-in game. I don't think we really had to worry about it, but it takes it, I believe, now to six and a half, which pretty much ends any concern of that. Like, you're, we're not losing six and a half games in the next 23, so we can stop, you know, right? Little subtle, important things. It also moves the Jazz up to, what, two and a half above the Mavericks in the standings, having clinched the season series at least a tie with the win tonight. Well, there you go. Thanks, guys. See you. 114 to 109 is your final Jazz win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jazz radio network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 114 to 109 over the Dallas Mavericks. What a performance from Donovan Mitchell. 33 points on 11 of 19 shooting. 7 of of 12, excuse me, from 3. 5 assists, 2 rebounds. Rudy Gobert, 14 points, 17 rebounds, 3 block shots. Some great defensive possessions. Bogdanovich had 18, including uh, absolute icy 3 there in the 4th quarter. Uh, Terrific uh, performance all the way around from these Utah Jazz tonight, Coach Lacombe. And I really do feel like, you know, as the game went on, they got more connected. Certainly were challenged, you know, down uh, nine points and things weren't really functioning well, but I, I really like the resolve, the way they dug in. Um, it hasn't been the narrative all year long, and, and I like the way, again, they figured out a way to turn the game. Uh, and really, I, I thought down the stretch, as opposed to the Laker game, they really trusted each other, the ball where 
went where it needed to go, and then guys on the back end of all that executed and did their job. Luka Doncic had 23 points, 11 assists tonight, 7 rebounds, considering he's been averaging 40 as of late. That is something. 8 of 24 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3. Uh, Powell had 22, but was quiet down the stretch. Dinwiddie did some damage coming in off the bench with 20, but really, the Jazz held uh, the Mavericks. Let's see, don't do math on the air, Coach Lacombe, but uh, 42 points in the fourth quarter, excuse me, in the second half. I mean, it's huge, right? And uh, for a team that has taken its share of barbs uh, about their perimeter defense. I thought the game plan A and then the execution of it B was terrific. Um, They did hold Doncic way below what he's been doing. Um, They made shots difficult for him. They made him play in a crowd. And, um, you know, they played the numbers and the numbers came up in their favor tonight. Only seven turnovers in the second half, too. Really just a, a much different performance in the second from the Jazz. And the Jazz pounded uh, the Mavericks on the glass, which is one thing we talked about. It's always that X factor, but the Jazz have such an advantage in size. Uh, Hassan and Rudy did a good job tonight patrolling the middle, but the Jazz out-rebound the Mavericks 44-30. to Really, everybody uh, played well tonight for the Jazz. Maybe if, if you could get a little nitpicky, maybe the bench unit uh, could have put out some better minutes, but for the most part, I think uh, really terrific performance tonight from this team. I totally agree, and it was it did have the the feel of much more of a playoff feel than any of the regular season games yep. we've sat through. Teams were at, at relatively full strength; they went at each other hard, and uh, it was a hard fought game all the way to the very end. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Sunday afternoon. How about that? An ABC game, a showdown with the Suns. Uh, that game will tip off at 1.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some post-game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down as well as the Jazz win. 114-109 to 109 over the Dallas Mavericks right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night postgame show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 114-109 over the Mavericks. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru is campaign. Uh, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. We'll get you some postgame sound coming up. But hard-fought win, Coach Lacombe. Good way for the Utah Jazz to come out of the break. And uh, you know what? I thought they looked fresh. Uh, the first half, maybe the defense was not ideal, but they certainly buckled down, and we saw a little bit of what we saw before the break. Yeah, I felt like the, you know, it took them a minute to get all on the same page, but um, I thought the, the energy out there throughout the game was good, whether they were up or down. Um, you know, it wasn't great all night long, and particularly the biggest reason, I think, was the turnovers. Uh, once they shored that up, uh, the third and fourth quarter, way better execution. Uh, and Donovan was on another level, you know, played played great, hit big shots, made seven threes, and really kind of took that role on. Rudy showed why, you know, he's the best defender on the planet, regardless of what the critics say. And, and I thought particularly when he got switched out and was guarding perimeter in space, did a very, very nice job of, you know, really kind of keeping the ball handler uncertain. It was Luke often, and uh, he did a great job. The one play, kind of the staple play of the game, though, was when he got – Luca really 
in a mess down below. Luca was trying to take it to him and ended up throwing the ball uh, to Bullock, who was standing out of bounds. And so, you know, really just a great display of, of great defense by the Jazz tonight with Rudy Gobert kind of being the centerpiece. I couldn't believe Dallas kept going back to that well. I mean, Rudy had two block shots, two possessions in a row, and both of those came after the possession that you were talking about. And I don't know how many defenders do that uh, uh, do that to Luka Doncic. And I just think, you know, you and I have the uh, great pleasure of watching Rudy Gobert play every single game. And I don't know if the, I mean, I, don't, I was about to say Draymond Greens of the world, but maybe that's not the best example. But your casual NBA fan realizes that Rudy Gobert is not only capable of that, but does that on a nightly basis to whomever he gets switched against. It's it's one of the great improvements of his career over the past couple of years. He truly is one of the best, not only pick and roll defenders in the league, but he's a great on the ball defender, great on the ball defender. Oh, he, he is. And, and I wouldn't be perhaps as reluctant as the jazz have been in the past to put him in those positions more often, you know, um, you know, you utilize that from time to time to just throw a curveball because he, he's more than capable of at least being disciplined enough to make that offensive player take a tough shot, right? And and that's all you're asking your guys to do. Uh, but that was, you know, three or four possessions in a row of straight highlight defense by Rudy Gobert. And, hey, we sweated it for a second, but Rostradamus strikes again. The Jazz get past 111 or more points. And, of course, the season when the Jazz score 111 or more points in a game. Jazz app users scored a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the very next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. And, of course, if you were listening during the pregame, you knew it was going to happen. Roaster Adamas <laughs> strikes again. Moving the record, Jeff, to 29 and 6. Quite the percentage there, Rusty. Yeah, these games are tough. I, I, whoever set the line for Arby's was certainly more than just a, a marketer. They had a little Vegas in them because they've, they've made this close most nights. It's kind of a fun. It is fun. It I, is. I get up. I, you see what I, I get all intense and pace around the room. It's a, it's, it's a good number because it's very reachable, but it's certainly not automatic. And Roasty has even got the under. Uh, more than a few times. So tonight, I I, uh, I give you a lot of credit tonight because Dallas, really, their defense has been terrific this year, particularly lately, as Dallas has been really good as a team lately. And this is this is a good offensive performance from this Jazz team tonight. This is not the, the soft Dallas team of old like we talked about in the pregame show. And it really was the Jazz ability to get points from so many different places. You know, they made 16 threes. But they did such a great job of attacking. They got to the free throw line 22 times in relation to Dallas's eight. So, I mean, a huge advantage there. Um, and I just love it. You know, it's a, it's a different pipelines to, to points. And the Jazz have done a good job of becoming a way more multi-dimensional. Yes, uh, you know, they don't much. have to just make a three. Um, they don't have to get a lob dunk. There's lots of different ways they can come at you. Which I think is maybe a lesson they learned from the playoffs because they were very reliant on the three ball last year. There's there's no doubt about it. When teams change things up and you don't quite get those open shots that you're used to, find different ways to go. I mean, you can, uh, of course, look at Donovan Mitchell, who's probably the best example of it and, and does such a good job going to the rim. But even somebody like Bogdanovich, um, who uh, three point, uh, the three-point shot is a big part of his game, certainly. But, you know, eight of his 15 tonight were threes, and he was he was two of eight. So, 
you know, even when that three ball is not going, he can find a way to be effective. And then when the Jazz need that three the most, like, uh, and he hit that one in the fourth quarter, he can still do that for you. But they find a lot of different ways to score. And it seemed like everybody was going to the line a little bit. Donovan was four or five. Daniel House got to the line four times. Uh, Gobert got to the line four times. So, you know, the Jazz pushing the issue like you're talking about. Clarkson got to the line. Let's see here. Oh, only once for Clarkson. But uh, Jazz did a nice job. 18 of 22 overall uh, from the line. In fact, we have a feature that surrounds that. Yes, we do. I should probably get to the read. The Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app. And uh, as I just mentioned, 18 of 22 and the Mavs uh, eight for eight. So that's a that's obviously a big difference in the game. The other thing that I, I thought was was really uh, big for the Jazz was just, um, you know, we talked about pace and how, you know, be able to kind of get this game going up and down. And the Jazz did a nice job of pushing tempo at times. And even David said a couple times that the pace was a little bit frenetic. And I think that was that was in the Jazz favor um, because they they run to space so well, they shoot the three so well in transition, but it just gets Dallas out of that half court, walk it up, let Luca do whatever he wants to do in the half court. So uh, credit to the Jazz there as well. Uh, let's see here. The uh, Mavericks tonight, uh, they were pretty good from the field, 47.7%, but they were good from 3-2, 17 of, of 39. So it's not, like, uh, it's not like Dallas shot the ball poorly. The Jazz just clamped down there in the second half. They did, and, um, you know, it was – it was a little bit of with, with Bertans. He came in and kind of blended in and got lost a few times, and it didn't take much for him to make a couple threes. Uh, but the Jazz did a better job of recognizing. We talked about it at halftime. Um, you know, you can't overcompensate and let Luca absolutely destroy you, but you've just got to be more attentive to guys when they get it going like Bertans did. And Bertans finished the game with 17, but was much quieter in the second half. Yeah, he was. And so uh, credit to the Jazz there, a little, uh, little tweak in the game plan at halftime, which we see often for a positive result. All right, let's go down to the media room. It is time to hear from uh, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. I, I think that, you know, it was a significant game for us. Epitomized in my mind what, you know, Rudy and Donovan, um, the way that, that both of them played. Um, Rudy offensively, you know, willingness to space and be patient, you know, and draw a defender and get an offensive rebound and get a lob. Um, Donovan, you know, his recognition, he and Mike in particular, you know, reading the game, you know, and then, you know, on the defensive end, when Rudy switched on to, you know, we talked about how good Luka Doncic is. That's just really hard. And his ability to defend out there on the perimeter, you know, and to to make plays. And so I thought, you know, particularly with those two guys, you know, what we saw from them um, and just the sacrifices that all of our guys made at various times in the game for kind of the greater good. Um, so I was, I was really happy with our with our effort against you know a team that's as good as anybody in the league right now and it, they're really really good you know so it was a good one for us what prompted the decision to switch Rudy on to Luca late and what did you see about that matchup as it unfolded in your life well the, the switching was more of a read situation we, we were too far back earlier in the game and you just had space um, you know, I think some of those adjustments are, are gradual. Some of them are more, you know, definitive, 
Um, but, you know, when he's attacking Rudy at the rim, you know, and then he pulls out and he's so good on the perimeter um, with a step back. It's just, a, you know, you know that, that's a tough cover. Um, but kept us out of rotations to a degree. It's hard to get under Powell when you switch, when he's rolling. Well, it's just hard to guard, you know, and that's why Powell's, what, 8 for 11. Lucas finding him on rap passes. The lob plays, a couple really good ATOs that, you know, are tough to cover out of timeout. But it's, you know, it's our guys communicating. And, you know, we got screened a lot in the first half and then didn't react. Where those, you know, those should be emergency switch situations. We cleaned some of that up. You know, I don't think Daniel House got screened the whole game. And some guys came in, you know, and did a really, really good job for us you know, off the bench as, as well. So particularly, you know, Spencer didn't really had a big, big night. We gave up, you know, we gave up threes to Bertans, which was an emph- point of emphasis, but you know, some breakdowns there. I, I thought the first half we maybe played a little better than it felt, but we got better as the game went on. Against the Lakers, <clears throat> they were aggressive on Donovan. You guys kind of struggled offensively, finding an opportunity tonight. Um, you know, sometimes you, you, you get better game to game. You know, it's kind of what we're saying about, you know, learning from each game. I think that was what we talked about, you know, yesterday. And as I said, I, I think, you know, Colbert is such a good defender that, you know, when he's switching, um, you know, he's as good as anybody staying in front of guards. So, you know, I thought, you know, our recognition on those blitzes, we didn't get as, we didn't get as deep at times. Um, we just made really good decisions. I thought we were, we were willing to get off the ball. You know, the last couple of plays is an example where Donovan hit and found Mike and, you know, that that's the, the playmaking, you know, he had just gotten to the rim a couple of times and then a couple of ensuing possessions, he's getting off it. Um, no, there was one play that I really liked where Donovan threw a chest pass up the sideline to Boyan. He caught it, landed on two feet, and threw Royce a bounce pass for a layup. Um, so some of the basic stuff, you know, that just fundamentally I thought we were really focused on, including our spacing. You mentioned Daniel House. I mean, he hasn't had a lot of opportunity to actually play with a healthy roster mm-hmm. for you guys. So was it was it different seeing him out there tonight? Kind of with those guys. Yeah, I think you know when when you first first had him before he and I flew home together with COVID. You know he he had a broken finger when he first started, and I was telling him, "Don't don't worry about your shot, just take it, and but defend and run." And you know he's embraced that. And I think you know when you come in the game. You know, off the bench, and whether it's Hassan getting an offensive rebound, or you know Daniel, you know picking up and defending, uh, that gives everybody a lift. And that you know, we as I said, we, we've played against him enough to know, you know, who he is as a player, and him embracing you know a role. Uh, I think that's one of the most challenging things for our team is that everybody's roles are a little different, you know, night to night, and kind of maybe epitomized by what happened with Don. That's what I'm, kind of what I'm saying about Donovan and Rick Donovan scoring, hitting jump shots, creating, 
you know, and now he's playmaking late, you know, Rudy's protecting the rim and now he's out defending on the perimeter. So um, that, that, that can be our greatest strength and our greatest weakness, um, which is sometimes the case, but, you know, I just thought we connected and, and played really well together as a group and everybody was trying to do the things that they needed to do and could do to help us win the game. You know, I, you know, I don't get into like all our adjustments and game plan stuff. That, that's, um, you know, there's a lot of adjustments that happen in the course of the game. Obviously, we needed to clean up pick and roll. Um, some of that, you know, it's less about changing the covers. It's about you know cleaning up communication and execution. And then, you know, there, there's other situations. They were, you know, they were switching Mike onto Luca and. That's hard when he's in front of him in the basket and he can shoot over him. And then, you know, Mike gets him going downhill and we're, you know, we're, we're not there to help. But that doesn't mean what you're doing is necessarily the wrong thing. It just means Luka Doncic is really good. So I thought as much as anything, you know, there were some subtle things offensively as much as anything. You know, I thought, um, you know, the, their matchups, um, them going zone late. You know, I thought, you know, us adjusting – to going, you know, seeing zone late after a portion of the game can, you know, can kind of knock you back a little bit and make you think and get, you know, make you a little more hesitant, you know, and you know, Mike and Donovan, you know, in pick and roll late, um, something that, that, that was important. And that's, you know, those are the things we need to do. That's kind of what I was referring to is, you know, some of the versatility that we have. Uh, guys being able to recognize some of those things. We talk about them. I thought our team, you know, was talking a lot in timeout situations, even before I got to the timeout. So um, that communication, um, you know, whether it's an adjustment or, you know, execution on a, on a given play, you know, there's no adjustment to make when they're running a really good ATO and send a pin down for Luca and he's coming off pal and throwing, throwing a lob, you know, well, there is, but then they don't run the play again until the next time out. So um, they're really good. So um, take one thing away that, you know, they have something else. I thought the first half, you know, we were a little um, confused on the post-ups. Um, we were, they were getting kickouts. We were coming over too soon. You know, and I thought that was something as much as anything that we cleaned up, you know, at halftime. Um, Luca playing through him on the post and him finding people a lot of their threes early and finding Powell at the rim. Um, but it's kind of pick your poison. There's, there's a good chance that this would be your playoff moment. Uh, what's the What's the probability? And it's over fifty percent. Is it? probably not that right? I remember a couple of years ago it was like one in a million at one point. Yeah. So uh, who knows, you know, play Houston again. I just want to ask, do you feel like there are things that you guys could take from this game? I, you know, when you don't play a team until this late in the season, and really this is the first time we've played them because the last time, you know, Luca didn't play and, you know, their roster was depleted because they went through that COVID period. Um, you know, so we, we play them two more times. Um, I would anticipate, you know, similar types of games. Um, and, you know, whether we play them in the playoffs or whoever it is, it's going to be really good. And, um, you know, I, I, I think we just want to get better. 
and different teams give you opportunities to you know adjust to different things. Um, you know, anytime you have a player that's you know MVP level player, it's going to dictate a lot of what's going on. You know, and do as good as the job as you can, and you hope they miss. You know, sometimes that's the best you can do. How much control do you have over who ends up defending their primary ball handler on a switch or a signal? You know, on there was one free throw situation where we just had a breakdown where, you know, Rudy was trying to switch with JC and, you know, no one had Bertans. Um, so some of those things are communication, you know, after misses, um, obviously matchup situations, you know, are going on throughout the course of the games. There are substitutions on both ends of the floor, you know, whether someone's in foul trouble, um, whether there's a size mismatch you know, whatever the case is. So some of those things you, you can really identify. Um, sometimes as the game's going on, the players have to have recognition on that. You know, if they're switching someone up to play pick and roll, guys got to recognize that and get out and send the next guy up. So I think those are the types of, the, those are the types of things um, that games like this give you a chance to kind of see and get more familiar with. Um, you know, so we talk about them, work on them, and then, but to be in a game and have an opportunity to try to execute and, you know, have, have not, not do it on the level you want and then get better at it. And that, that's kind of what, you know, what, what it's about right now. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is his team victorious tonight over the Mavericks, 114 to 109. We'll get Coach Combs' thoughts on what we just heard from Coach Snyder coming up next. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at markmillersubaru.com. More next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz win 114 109 tonight over the Dallas Mavericks. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Coach uh, Lacombe, we just heard from uh, Coach Snyder in that uh, in the last segment. He covered a lot of ground, but uh, anything stand out to you? Probably just the part, you know, we talk all the time about uh, the difference between, you know, practice reps and live reps and that this really was, it was huge that the Jazz figured out a way to win the game, but the adjustments that they made, you know, it was very playoff-like where a team's hurting you in a certain area. You know, he, he said they particularly had to clean up pick and roll and um, kind of what David alluded to, made some adjustments and did it on the fly and everybody... Um, you know, some little bit of confusion, but guys picked it up. And I thought, again, it, you, if you look at the numbers, they did a great job in Garden Luca, and that is, you know, the huge, the biggest part of playing this Mavericks team. Let's get a look at your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred GO Serta. Visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, the Jazz outscored. Uh, the Mavericks in the paint, 46-42. to 42. Can we read anything into that? I really like it. Um, you know, again, it's it's an area that uh, that the Mavericks love to, to penetrate and get in there. 
Um, you know, Luca does a lot of damage there and also at the line. So I think if you take the paint points and then compare that with the line, I think the Jazz pretty much dominated down low. All right, let's get some player sound rolling. Let's go back down to the media room. It is time to hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. What did you think about the Luca versus Rudy show? Did a pretty, pretty good job on on him staying staying in front and and, and making making him take tough shots. We all know how how good he is, but another another side is also defensive player of the of the year. So I think overall, especially second half, as a, as a team as a unit, we did a we did a great job on. On him and also on on, on on all the players. This team hasn't had a great record at both games so far this year, and I'm curious, you know, with actually getting nice win, it, does that matter to you guys? And like, does this feel like a more significant win than one of the two again? I mean, every win is, is great for us, but uh, but our defense, like I said, was in a point when you when you know that Rudy is there guarding guarding well a couple of times, Luca. Then our our shots our shots were falling falling down in a in a, in a clutch. But uh, but like I said, yeah, great great win. Good point. It's better to win win this way, especially the the game against against team that is right right behind us right behind us. What changes did that for you guys in the second half? I mean, we we changed kind of kind of pick and roll defense. We were we were switching switching more with uh with Doncic and, and Rudy and Hassan on on him first half. We were playing flat and and, and kind of he was he's tall and he's he's able to to see both shooters and and uh and their bigs rolling rolling to the rim. So that was that was kind of our our adjustment. Yeah. You love hitting big shots. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I always want to ball in the in the clutch, like like every like every other player. I had a, I didn't shoot well tonight, but that one fell in. Then I had a, another one, but it was kind of kind of from from long distance. But uh, but most important that we that we win, that we are in, in great mood going to to the to the road for for those really really tough games that we are having in front of us. We see you guys kind of trying to problem solve during timeouts when you're walking in and out of timeouts, especially with a team like this where you might take them to playoffs. You feel like you learn something that you may be able to use and kind of figure out as a group. I mean, every every other game is kind of kind of different, different, different plan for the for different players, but. Uh, but I think not just coming of the timeouts. I think that we did a great job playing up and down in the flow, communicate to each other, changing our our defense or what are we gonna do in offense, how are we gonna how are we gonna attack them. Them. I think that uh, that like this is our execution wise is kind of for me one of one of the best games that we had this season. Where did you go during the All Star break? No, I was in uh, I was in I was in Cabo. I was in Cabo with uh, with a couple of friends. So yeah. Yeah, but Tam says you were in Cabo. <laughs> I mean, almost whole team was there. So <laughs> ah, almost the whole team in Cabo, and certainly Bogdanovich looked like he spent some uh, some time there in the sun. But uh, right before that, he said something interesting. He thought that this was their best executing game thus far this season. I thought with the you know the the opponent being as strong as they were tonight and Luca was uh and had you know a bunch of guys helping him tonight 
yeah, it was a hard game. And I think the Jazz, the fact that they figured it out, they, they were down and things weren't looking great, but they were able to figure it out, uh, make those adjustments that he talked about. Yeah, I think that that's why, you know, this game carried a lot of weight. Uh, let's get a look uh, at tonight's uh, Master of the Glass, shall we? Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a, char- a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And back as Master of the Glass, where he belongs, might I add. The one and only Rudy Gobert, who had 17 boards tonight to go along with his 14 points and three block shots. The Jazz out-rebounded Dallas. This is a huge number, Coach. 44-30. to 30. Just smashed him on the glass, which is uh, something you talked about in the pregame. It's it's one of the great things this team does. When you, when you just look at what Gobert and Whiteside are able to do on a nightly basis, this team's got such a great kind of foundation for rebounding and it is an area, you know, if you're looking for areas that the Jazz can really dominate an opponent, it is on the glass. And they do a good job of putting offensive pressure on the, off, on the glass as well. So uh, great to see, you know, just an area where they had a great advantage and they played, played exquisitely to it. Uh, Hassan Whiteside also added uh, eight rebounds coming in off the bench. Mike Conley had six boards. So how about Mike? Uh, nice game for him. Uh, at one point, you and I were saying, well, how's Mike playing? It seemed a little bit quiet, but finished the game 15 points, five assists, six rebounds. So he ended up having a really nice night. He did. He was he was effective and, um, you know, really moved the ball, was kind of the hockey assist guy from time to time, but still put up a great number of assists. And, you know, he's just been steady. And, and I think it was you that made the point that it seems like his voice is a little bit more out there and, and being heard. Um, I think he he feels like, hey, I've put enough in here that, um, you know, I, I my voice needs to be part of this thing, too. So I think that's definitely a good thing. And his two free throws were there in the fourth quarter. Money. Said, yeah, never a doubt. Just stepped up and nailed them. Yeah, and David said it. I mean, number he shot over 100 free throws in the situation with the game on the line. Shoots 84%. Um, you know, you shoot them that well, you step up there. And if you miss, it's almost an accident. When it's Mike Conley and he's been doing it forever, I'll tell you what, he has such value on this team. If anything that January proved, in my opinion, is that uh, he's he's got big-time value for this team on and off the floor. And the more Mike Conley can lead, I think the better. I, I'm with you 100%. Uh, let's get now to uh, Rudy Gobert, shall we? He's uh, down uh, meeting with the media. <laughs> Um, I just feel like we were too indecisive and they were pretty much getting anything they wanted. You know, they were getting threes, they were getting lots. Luca was getting slaughtered too. So, you know, just try to just be a little more decisive and, uh, you know, just trust me on, on whoever, trust every single one of us on, on Luca and try to make him work, you know, and, and yeah, it was a, it was a team effort. Uh, Quinn getting in you into a little bit at the end of the first quarter, or thereabouts. Kind of what was you saying there, and kind of what did that mentality shift? I was just talking about, yeah, some little adjustment, you know, on Luca and uh, yeah, you know, just communication. I think he's a he's a really smart player, so uh, he's always, it's always going to take uh, adjustments, uh, and you're not gonna usually not gonna do the same. 
uh, game plan the whole game. You know, you're going to have to to adjust because he's going to adjust too. So just try to give him different looks and, uh, and yeah, make him really uncomfortable. Have you seen good face in the playoff field? I'm not saying playoff like that. I mean, these guys play really hard. You know, they, they, they play really physical. They have a lot of pride. Um, they're a very good basketball team. And uh, and they got one of the best, obviously, offensive players uh, in this league. So, yeah, always a great challenge, you know, and it's always a great test for us to just face those teams. What are you looking for? You defend smaller guys. Are you watching their feet? Are you watching shoulders? What are you It just depends on who it is. You know, uh, usually most guys have uh, a few things that they really like to do. So I'm trying, I'm always aware of that. Um, you know, and then I'm always aware of the foul situation, you know, when I know that I don't have a lot, a lot of fouls and we have team fouls, you know, I can be a little more aggressive, uh, force them to drive. And and then once they drive, I'm pretty much in my comfort zone. And that's where I, I, I get them where I want them to be. So, you know, most important thing is for, for guys to really stay home and, and make sure they, when, once they drive, they don't get an easy pass and kick out three and they just trust me on that. And... We, get, we did a great job. Guys did a great job uh, in the fourth part of staying home. On that sequence where you were defending Luka and Iso and they wound up getting the, the out-of-bounds call, what did you see specifically on that play and, and what did it take to kind of like... I mean, just multiple actions. You know, he's a very smart player and uh, he's going to try to use it. First of all, he knows that uh, I'm trying to take away the step back, so he's kind of like faking a step back and then he's driving and I know that he's going to try to use my body and then stop. So I got to stay balanced and absorb the contact and then he's going to try to get me in the air. So I got to stay down and pretty much, you know, just contest the shot. And, you know, we did a great job staying home and I did a great job staying down. Yeah, I mean, the, the numbers has always been in, in my favor uh, for some reason. Uh, I blame Bleacher Report for that. Uh, <laughs> the perception uh, has never matched the, the numbers, so I hope they can do a better job in the future to 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 show the bad the bad plays, but also so show the the good ones. And there's way more good ones than bad ones. So it's uh yeah, you know, my teammates, my coaches, everyone trusts me to to guard anyone anywhere. And uh, and yeah, sometimes you're gonna give a bucket. Sometimes you might get you know you might you might get crossed. I mean, as the NBA guys are guys are talented. And but uh, you know, I'm just always gonna try to. Yeah, make them hit the toughest shot possible, and, and usually good things happen. What do you say? I mean, I'm I'm not a ref. Uh, I mean, I, I think it was a really physical game, and you know, Luca always, you know, uses his body really well and always pushes off and everything. So, you know, if you're not going to call a push off, then. Uh, you shouldn't call anything else unless it's a foul. And I don't think it was enough contact to be called a foul. So, you know, it's part of the game. I mean, he had a lot of opportunities tonight. Uh, I don't think the game was lost on one 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 play. So, you know, it's, it, he got his own right to be frustrated. I mean, it's, uh, it's part of the game. He's a competitor. 
There you go. That's uh, Rudy Gobert said a number of uh, interesting things. One thing, this is kind of a uh, online controversy with Dallas Mavericks fans saying Rudy fouled Luca and all those times he switched on to him. But I like what Rudy said right there. You know, Luca does a fair amount of of pushing off himself and creating contact, which is something the NBA is kind of trying to let go a little bit more this year. And if that's you know, they're going to let the physicality go, then that's the advantage to the Jazz of being able to switch Rudy onto a player like Luca and really affect what he's able to do. And why it works so well with Gobert, he's so disciplined. You know, he stays down very rarely. I mean, on rare occasion you see him leave his feet, but he does such a nice job uh, just with his balance and his ability to kind of recover if he gets crossed over or whatever and still make a play. Um, but a late contest, and he did a good job. I, I thought there was contact, but... Luca does create a ton of that on his own. And Rudy, I, I agree with him. I think uh, the perception of his perimeter defense and his on-the-ball defense does not match reality. Very good. In fact, there's a quote from Jason Kidd that's circulating out there from his postgame where he was asked about switching Rudy onto Luca, and he said, that's what we wanted. That's to our advantage. Well, I hate to disagree with an NBA coach because Jason Kidd knows a lot more than I do, but... I disagree. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was tonight for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is something, I think, like I said, I think it's something the Jazz should continue to explore because it takes them out of rotation. And, you know, uh, you've got the best defender in the world kind of handling that business. So it was, it was fun to watch. That was a great battle. All right, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. At mysubaruis.com. 114 to 109 is your final. The Jazz beat the Mavericks. We'll get you more post game sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz win 114 109 over the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, let's see here. Want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Uh, each one received visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey. Tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Donovan Mitchell tonight, Coach Lacombe, was great. Once again, 33 points, 11 of 19 shooting, 7 of 12 from 3 at 5 assists, a couple of rebounds as well. Uh, Locke talked about this quite a bit. Donovan has been brilliant since his return from a concussion before the All-Star break. Just looks like a much... Uh, I, I almost said different player, but that's not true. It looks like he has kind of a different bounce in his step. Maybe he needed a little bit of rest. I'm not sure. Maybe he needed a little perspective, but he's been great since he's come back. Yeah, I'd say the word is he looks so fresh, right? Yeah. And it's so hard to do that. I mean, it's kind of how you and I feel. I feel so fresh. I'm ready. After a week and staring down the barrel at the sprint. But that that's really, I think Donovan, it came in a, you know, a tough time for the Jazz, but an opportune time for him to to get get everything right, and he's been phenomenal since he hit the ground. There's no doubt about that. In fact, uh, let's hear from the man himself, shall we? Let's go back down to the media room. It's time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, you guys haven't had like an amazing question. This one, what does this win do for you guys? 
this was LA uh, in a different way. Um, in my mind, at least, I felt like, you know, execution late. Like, yeah, we gave up the lead in LA and whatever, but like when we're down late, we're executing defensively. You know, we're we're executing offensively. We're composed. We're we're locked in. We're taking care of the ball, doing all the little things necessary to win the game. Um, and I think that's what I meant earlier the other day when I told y'all. Like, I think LA really helped. You know, because that we sat on that for a week, like you know, and I think for that to be the first game back, to be in a similar situation, it's like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle it? And we did a good job of it tonight. And there's going to be more games like this. But you know, as a group, we did a lot of things right. You know, a lot of things well um, over the course of the game. And you know, it's, it's good to get a win like this. What do you see out of um, the defense, particularly late when you guys started putting Rudy on the defense? You know, when when we got to a point where we were just like, you know what, they they just wanted that miss that ice that uh <clears throat> the isolation, you know. So we just you know trusted in big fella and stayed home and were able to. He was able to force him the tough shots. Um, when he did pass the ball, we were able to close out to our guys and we gave up one rebound at the end to um, Finney Smith. But you know, outside of that, like we we did what we were supposed to do, and so did he. You know, he guarded and and you know slid his feet and stayed in front and. You know, that's that's ultimately what the playoffs are gonna be. You know, that's what the playoffs were last year against the Clippers. Ultimately trying to space us and attack and you know, for us it's just being able to compete and and, and get stops. Is it hard to give up the ball late when you're shooting the ball and you get back? To what? Is it hard to give up the ball late when you're shooting? No. Um I think that just goes with the trust in my teammates. You know, they trust me to go out there and make plays and you know, as much as I would be like, man, like I want to take the shot. You know, at the end of the day, we have four of the guys on the floor that can one hit the shot, make the right play, make the right read, and it's all about trust. So it makes my life easier. You know, especially when you have it going, it's like, okay, you know, what are they gonna do? They're gonna double me, all right? Cool. Well, I got Mike in the corner. Well, Luke has five. He's one foul. So finding ways to attack that. What are you gonna do? You're gonna double. All right, cool. I have Royce in high quadrant. Now we're swinging the ball, moving it, doing different things, and then when the big stay flat. You know, our crew opens up driving lanes. And you saw that's when we really got the late lob, late. Um, like that, that for me, it, it's real simple. It's a simple game, you know, when you when you go out there. But, you know, it's it's all about trust. And I, and I trust them as much as they trust me. So it's easy. Do you think that tonight was kind of the blueprint kind of answer? Us in particular? Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we did our job. You know what I mean? It, and it, it looked, you know, I think it felt good. You know, I think it felt really good. But ultimately, like, when you narrow it down, we did what we're supposed to do, you know, and I think that's how we got to go in there and look at it. And, like, that's what we need from us every night, particularly as a group, you know, um, execution-wise and everybody else in the team do, doing their jobs. And they did a phenomenal job, but ultimately it's going to come down to us too. Um, and we did, he did what we were supposed to do on, on both ends, and so did I. So it's like, you know, just go out there and, and, and find a way to do that every night. You know, it's not going to be perfect. You know, there may be times where Rudy gets switched on and they score. Maybe times where I come in and turn the ball over on offense, but it's about being that our, at our best and continuing to find ways to lead this team in our own respective ways. There's Donovan Mitchell. And yes, he's certainly right about that. It's going to come back, uh, come down to he and Rudy. And, um, Certainly looked great together, and he mentioned they both went out and did their jobs, and boy, did they. I, I liked how he called him big fella and, you know, talked about how Rudy slid his feet, did a good job out there on the perimeter, um, you know, and talked about this being more like a playoff situation. Uh, the Jazz passed a great test tonight. They, they beat a very good team that, that's been playing great. 
Uh, they beat, uh, you know, a, a guy whose name's always in the top of the league in terms of, you know, most valuable player in Luka Doncic, and he's been on a heck of a run. Um, but they, they overcame all that and figured out a way to win. The key to the key to it all, though, is the word he used, trust. You know, and I think the Jazz trusted each other offensively, certainly did defensively, and uh, got it out a really great win. Yeah, and, and stayed home. Yeah, it's it, it's funny how it's different playing with Rudy Gobert, and it takes uh, players some time to, to get used to that. I remember Mike Conley talking about that his first year playing with Rudy, how he had to discipline himself to stay home because Rudy's so good. Oh, yeah. He just, um, you know, he has a, a, such a major understanding of this defense, how it's built, where everybody's supposed to be. And then he does such a great job of influencing the ball handler in a ball screen and also understanding where the role guy is and recovering, you know, does a great job of just all the detail uh, in a ball screen. Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has unique stories. Share, read some, and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Coming up next, we have your play of the game. We have some stat nuggets from Tyson Ewing as well. And we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to a Sunday matinee game on ABC. That's all straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan would finish the game with 33. There's your play of the game right there, courtesy of our buddy David Locke and brought to you by our friends at Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz win tonight. Big one. They beat the Mavericks coming off the All-Star break, 114 to 109 post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Mentioned Donovan Mitchell had 33 points, 11 of 19 shooting, 7 of 12 from 3, 4 of 5 from the line, 5 assists, 2 boards, and a steal. Rudy Gobert, the other star of the night, 14 points, 17 boards, 3 block shots and some just terrific defense down the stretch on Luka Doncic. And, uh, you know, we mentioned this a little bit after Donovan was done uh, talking, but, you know, this team's two best players are going to take them where they needed to go, and both of them played their roles extraordinarily well tonight. There's no doubt about it. Um, this is this is the, uh, you know, have clutch part of, of games. This is the clutch part of the season. Uh, everybody's kind of got their eye on the prize. Everybody's jockeying for position, and it's kind of where the cream rises to the top. And, uh, I, I've been so impressed. We talked about with Donovan since his, he's come back. Um, really, really made a huge impact on all phases of the game. And then Rudy, that, that was just poetry in motion defensively tonight, watching him out there um, kind of handling everything. But but it is a tribute to all the other guys too because you know everybody did their job. Everybody was in the right spot tonight. And they executed a game plan that was a little bit more complex, uh, but it did a nice job uh, in making that pay. Uh, Let's get to some stat nuggets, courtesy of our friend Tyson Ewing, who does stats for the television broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet. He's nice enough to share a few with us during the postgame. You can follow him on Twitter. I recommend you do so, at TyEwing2. All right, let's start with this. Utah closed the game on a 16-7 run in the final six minutes. You heard Donovan Mitchell compare this to the Laker game. They they closed out much better tonight. Yeah, they did. It it was, um, you know, I was worried that, 
they were kind of snake bit as the game, you know, started to kind of tail away from them in the fourth quarter. But a lot of resolve, you know, that's a, a huge word. And the Jazz definitely did a nice job of turning that momentum back their direction. During that stretch, the Jazz held Dallas to just 3 of 14 shooting. Utah hit 7 of their final 11 shots. Uh, up next, uh, and uh, Tyson headlines this one, palindrome alert. In the first half with uh, Rudy Gobert on the floor, the Mavericks shot 19 of 30, 63% were plus 7. In the second half with Rudy Gobert on the floor, the Mavericks shot just 12 of 33, 36% were outscored by 4. Wow. Big difference. Allen, Grom. Um, might have something to do with what Coach Snyder was talking about and how they played the pick and roll. No, I, I think there was something to that. In fact, you know, was asked to, to kind of go into detail. And he's like, I'm not going to talk about some of the adjustments we Not going to tip the old that's, hand, but... That's intel. Yep. Uh, let's see. Tonight matches Luka Doncic, uh, his lowest point total with at least 24 shots in his entire career. Wow. How about that? I mean, I'm telling you, it was it was great, great game plan. And then execution. It was really the idea of understanding and knowing your, your opponent, knowing what they do well, trying to take it away, make them do something else. That was what we saw tonight with Luka. And uh, finally, Donovan Mitchell tied his career high tonight with three, uh, four three-pointers made with seven. He was great. Spitting fire, especially early. Yeah. Can't say enough about uh, Donovan and Rudy tonight. And really, the, like we said, uh, we started the postgame. Everybody pretty much played well tonight. No, for sure. Um, but, you know, I, I want to make sure we recognize them. I mean, we've got those, these two guys are all-stars, right? They're, they went back, represented the Jazz uh, well um, you know, as part of that, the, the NBA's all-star team went out there, you know, and were recognized for that. Obviously, Donovan didn't play, but, um, you know, they, they are the bookends of this thing. They are the they're kind of what this thing's built upon and they're playing like it. No doubt about it. All right. The Jazz do win uh, 114 to 109. Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page. Well, it was just a huge one for so many different reasons. I just thought coming off the Laker game uh, to have a great opponent at full strength, um, one that maybe previews a playoff matchup. And if that's the case, what a matchup that will be. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, but definitely just thought the Jazz mindset was great. I, I thought that they definitely had a plan. They stuck to it. Even when things got a little tricky, they worked their way through it, which, you know, all the guys talked about how good the communication was tonight. Um, that whole idea of being connected, being, you know, communicating out there and then executing a game plan. Uh, I thought it was a great effort uh, when you understand that the Jazz now go on the road for six, made that game all the more important. They will finish their road trip um, Monday, March 7th at Dallas. So, um, big one coming Sunday against Phoenix. Phoenix surprisingly tonight got walloped by the Pelicans, one seventeen to one hundred two, in Phoenix. So a little bit of a surprise there, uh, but another opportunity to play a very very good team you haven't beaten in a while. Uh, be fun if the Jags could figure out a way to go win one in Phoenix. One fourteen to one hundred nine is your final. We want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped with the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone calling all the action. Thanks to the broadcast assistants who helped out tonight. Thanks, of course, to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru title sponsor of the post game show and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. My Subaru is.com. And of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, my friend. Oh, man, I missed you. It's good to see you. No, it was awesome to be back. And just to echo one thing David said, you know, the end of his broadcast, 
a hundredth scholarship tonight that uh, Ryan and Ashley Smith have given away. Um, you know, with this organization, you think about a hundred lives. You know, completely changed and and put on a different course. Uh, just kudos to Pretty the Jazz awesome. for that. Just yeah. when you when you think about that number and how that number is going to continue to grow and the legacy that will come from it, just amazing. Speaking of things, uh, you know, little marks that are easy to cheer for, that certainly is one. No of doubt. We yep. can all agree on that. Yep. 114 to 109 is your final. Jazz win up next. They have a Sunday matinee game, ABC game, against uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and the Suns. That game will tip off at 1.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 12.30, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.